The majority of large health data breaches to date have involved lost or stolen unencrypted computing devices, according to the Department of Health and Human Services. However, under HIPAA Omnibus, which went into effect on March 26, covered entities such as hospitals and doctor practices and their business associates may be penalized by HHS for up to $1.5 million for each HIPAA violation. That includes breaches involving mobile devices. I'm Marianne Kolbesek-McGee, Managing Editor of Healthcare Info Security. Today I'm speaking with Bill Myolis, founder of HIPAA Security and Privacy Advisors, LLC, an independent consulting firm. Bill will discuss the common mistakes that covered entities and business associates make when it comes to encrypting mobile devices and the steps that these organizations can take to improve their mobile device security. Bill. As you know, lots of the biggest health data breaches to date have involved unencrypted mobile devices. Why aren't health organizations and their business associates encrypting their mobile devices? You know, I've asked that question numerous times myself. You know, I've, I've, I've often joked that the three words of security this year are encrypt, encrypt, encrypt. And so when we, when we look at this and we say, why are they not, uh, you know, you try to say, you know, there is some level of complexity. But that's really an older complexity. Nowadays, there are tools and techniques that make that so much easier from managing keys to encrypting, uh, whether it's the thumb drives, whether it's the actual laptop computers. And, you know, people sometimes will throw out cost. Well, quite frankly, cost is no longer a problem because if you had to, if you're a small organization, there's some open source encryption tools that you could use that meets the criteria. So when I ask why they won't do it and what they don't, is I think they just don't realize that they have not done a good cost analysis of or a business impact analysis and realize the resources required to implement encryption are small compared to the huge amount of fines and penalties plus the loss of reputation. You missed the fines, but the loss of reputation. So I think the biggest, and to go back, is the reason they're not doing is they're just not educated enough to know that this is something that every healthcare organization do from the smallest to the largest. What are the common mistakes that organizations make with encryption, even when they do encrypt these devices? And are those mistakes by healthcare providers much different from the mistakes that business associates make? Well, I think the biggest mistakes they're making is if they encrypt, is that they want to make sure that they're encrypting all data and have a process where people are not going around the encryption technology. I mentioned thumb drives. Well, it's great to have encrypted thumb drives, but if I can go to any store, basically, and buy a USB drive, plug it in, and get the data unencrypted, that's one of the common mistakes is to make sure that when someone plugs into your computer, the only device that is accepted would be an encrypted device, or you've done it through some level of policy and procedure. This is where it gets a little more complicated, but that's one mistake. Another mistake is, is people will say, okay, my laptop's encrypted, my thumb drives are encrypted, but I'll just send this via an email to my home. And so now the data has left the healthcare organization in an unencrypted manner and now resides on a home computer which creates many vulnerabilities and concerns for us in the healthcare or any industry. Business associates, I think they're just now learning that they need to follow good, sound security practices. And like anything, some of them know, some don't. Some know they're covered by HIPAA, some don't. 
So again, it's that whole education, and this hopefully will help people realize that they need to say, what is my risk, unencrypted data that someone can get, and if it happens, I have to tell on myself. I have a breach notification requirement to assume that I have to report it, and therefore the one caveat, what gets me out of jail free card is the fact that I encrypt that data. Besides using encryption, what else should organizations be doing to prevent breaches involving mobile gear? I think there's a couple of things. Uh, you know, some of them are just, you know, training users in simple techniques. And what I mean by this is, is I'll give a couple of examples in this area. One is if you're going from one location to another, uh, you can use the same thing as if it's your purse. Don't wait till you get to the venue to put your laptop in the trunk where someone can see you put it in. You do it from the point you leave. Uh, again, if you think about it, a, a woman putting her purse in, do that when you leave your house if you want to carry your purse but not take it in. Don't wait till you get to the venue and then put it where someone can see you opening in a trunk and close it. So there's a training element to make people aware of not losing devices, again, encrypted or not. Again, encrypted, we would not have to report. I think there's other things such as thinking about data and where it is and protecting it overall is huge. And I think that we want to make sure that people don't write their passwords and keep it with their laptop. In other words, if I find your bag and also inside your bag you've got a listing of your passwords in your little in a notebook, then they can certainly break the encryption and the risk would be too high. So just educating people that just because it's encrypted, just because there's technology, we need to make sure that we've done the human-type errors that we can make. So it's really training the people that have access to that mobile media. What security steps should organizations take in terms of managing mobile users' access to patient data while they're using these devices? For instance, what kinds of ID and access management, authentication, etc., should be used when mobile devices are used to access patient data remotely? Well, I think when we're looking at remotely, uh, that's, that certainly changes things. And there's not a consistent standard such as one-time passwords or tokens or known computers. I think that if you consider where you see when you go into, like, banking applications, I think I can talk about more where we're probably going, and some organizations get it. But where we're going is, is to make sure that someone doesn't accidentally key in a website name that sounds the same as we're coming in to access, uh, where they are accessing maybe a web portal from a mobile device like their phone, you know, making sure they're going to the right one. And they do this sometimes by giving either a secondary, you know, not only do you key in your password, but if it's the first time you've accessed from a mobile device that we say this is the first time, then you have to answer an additional question before you're allowed to authenticate. Even Facebook does this. It sends us emails that says your login was logged in from a different mobile device to access your Facebook. So those type controls. If you look at banking, sometimes they'll, when you log into their system to help prevent from phishing, they'll say, is this your, your picture? And the picture is some scene or something that means something to you. It might be a tennis racket. It might be a Greek column. It might be a fish. It might be a soccer ball. But they give you a choice of which ones you can look. And so every time you go to that banking site, there are other controls that can implement it when you're going in, either accessing something from a mobile device, telling users the last time they were on is a huge thing. So then they would know that they were breached. Welcome back, Bill. 
you were last on today, this morning at 10. Well, this morning at 10, I was on an airplane, so I knew it wasn't me. And then what controls, what should, should I call and say someone may have tried to break in or did break in using my login? It wasn't me. It was an IP address. We did not know. And, again, that's what that email would say. Someone logged into my account on a mobile device that had never been authorized before. Any final advice on how healthcare providers and business associates can improve their mobile device security to prevent HIPAA data breaches? I think the one thing I would really stress here, and, and that is, is that the, the healthcare providers really work with their business associates. Uh, kind of going to whether it's with mobile media or live media or whatever, and make sure that the covered entity is saying, hey, business associate, I'm sharing my data. Where do you plan to store it? How do you plan to secure it? Before I trust you with my patient's information, there's a risk to me because if someone gets it off your computer, someone gets it off your laptop, I'm the one that has to report it to HHS. I'm the one that has to report it to the local media. I'm the one that has to report it to the individual. I'm the one that takes a huge public hit because people say they're not protecting my data. My hospital's the one. So you tell me, business associate, why should I trust you with my data? And based on the size of the business associate, you may look for different levels of security, but you may want to say, hey, business associate, you're not allowed to put my data on thumb drives. You're not allowed to put my data on laptops. You need to make sure you can give me some confidence. So, again, based upon how you want to do that, making sure you're having that conversation, and the more in writing, the better. Thanks, Bill. I've been speaking to Bill Myolis. I'm Marianne Kolbesek-McGee for Information Security Media Group. Thanks for listening.